Hey, thanks for listening to the NIL Show, a Campus Inc. production. You can catch us on YouTube, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, and on a campus near you. If you're out there interested in being a guest or having an NIL store for your campus merch, find us on any social channel or email. I think yes. that Paige Beckers is going to remind everybody and Gino Ariama very much why UConn women's basketball, they, they hold a, a strong place at the top of the mountain. She sells seashells by the seashore. What's up, everybody? This is Adam. That's Sean. There's Steven over there. That means this is another episode of the NIL show. We are season two, episode number eight. Say it again, the Ocho as they like to say. No special guests, just a little round table off the top of the dome. Thoughts, opinions, reactions, lots of hot stuff happening around Campus Inc., hot stuff happening around college sports, some upsets, some legislation. Sean, you mentioned some family birthdays. How, how are we doing, fellas? How are things today? The big celebration should be the start of college basketball returning, but, uh, but before that happened, we had a, we had a birthday in the in the Campus Inc. family. Mr. Stephen Farrig, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Captain. I appreciate it. I, uh, How'd I you celebrate? Me. I uh, I was with all my printing friends because I love printing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a conference once a year called Print Hustlers that Adam was a, a big, big part in starting it in his former role. And I uh, got to be with all my printing friends for the weekend, talk shop, met Nigel Barker from America's Next Top Model. Tried Creative to legend. Wasn't pretty. Yeah, you had a you had a little um a little nature adventure, didn't you? I got stung by a stingray for the first time as well um the day before my birthday, which hurt mm. a lot. Not in the abdomen or chest or throat, just in the foot. Mm, praises. So Google <laughs> yes. WebMD was very concerned about me. But yeah, no, it was it was awesome. Uh, spent some time with some manufacturers, some different partners. Yeah, just just pretty good to to dive into the space. So definitely uh definitely pretty cool and. You know, the industry is such a tight-knit community. We all help each other out, support each other, bounce ideas off each other, and uh, it was pretty neat. So, yeah, I appreciate it. It's one of the things I love about just kind of what, what we do at Campus Inc. and, and Stephen mainly about, about you is just, you know, a big part of what we do in this space is obviously, you know, working with the athletes and working with the schools, but there's this whole other side of like, Man, you know, when when you're an actual decorator and a manufacturer, it is a tight community and those relationships are everything. There's, you know, you, you still got to get stuff off of presses. You still got to get stuff sewn and shipped and, and manufactured. And it's cool as we continue to grow to, you know, see your relationships come into play and, and really help, you know. Everywhere we go, it's, it's Stephen's like, oh, yeah, like I got a buddy out here who runs that shop. Or, oh, yeah, I know, you know, warehouse over here. So it's it's cool to watch you travel around. Well, and just be able to you, sa- with, you with set up partners. the software for half of them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. that's, how Adam, that's how Adam and I met. But like we've made a commitment to be as vertically integrated as possible. And like one of our values is we obsess over our craft. And so there's this just like pursuit as Sean is, you know, running cybersecurity on sports. I'm kind of the same way on the print side, and these guys keep me updated on what's going on there, and that's how we fill each other's voids. So yeah, it's fun, uh, fun to do, and some cool things that we're working on ahead too. So pretty sweet. Heck yeah! How about you guys? What's new? Go for it, Sean. I know you had a late night on on uh, on Monday. Was what was what was happening in your world? We had a late night, but it's a great night. As I mentioned at the top, college basketball is back. So in my opinion, uh, my favorite college sport by far. I know there's a lot of football fans, a lot of volleyball fans, wrestling, soccer, lacrosse. Basketball is my favorite by far. It's just so much fun. I think because any team can win on any given night. 
which we literally saw on the first night. Number four, Michigan State. They lost to James Madison. Um, shout out to our Abby Kelly from our office, who literally every day is batting down the door saying, can we get James Madison on the site? Can we get James Madison? <laughs> Abby DM'd Abby. me the results on Instagram. I'm like, hilarious. I, I just wanted <laughs> to be known. Abby, I texted Abby late in that game. She was not watching. She was she was already in bed. She was not. Putting her on blast. So, oh. Yeah, fake, fake, fake fan. Fake fan. Get get locked <laughs> in, Abby. But, but yeah, so that, that happened. That was wild. And then uh, on, on the women's side, you had LSU women's basketball, who now defending national champs. They completely reloaded. They added Haley Van Lith, All American. They added Anissa Morrow, All American from DePaul, and they fell to number twenty Colorado. Who it's kind of nice when you have we're we're partnered with so many schools, and when when there's losses on one side, there's wins on the other. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we capitalized on that Colorado win big time. So well, yeah, college basketball is back in full swing. Anybody can win on every night. I love it. It's the best. And Sean, I mean, your wife is an assistant AD at DePaul. So you're you're being an awesome husband in the arena as well. <laughs> yeah, go uh, go 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 blue demons. We had a we had a tough loss last night. Uh, <laughs> so tough the, loss. The, but the, let me tell you the fan experience that Cassidy Ellenby put on was sensational. That's the most important thing, right? You gotta gotta <laughs> get gotta get people there to, to watch the show. That's uh, right. The, it's, uh, the Colorado the El- just continuing to have a moment, right? Like I mean it's crazy. Just pushing it into into women's basketball season too they're just the shine does not fade but you know it's it's tough to repeat it's tough to be that good year after year and you know i think if if i if i had any money to put on anything i'd say this might be a pretty good wake-up call and having a wake-up call first game of the season is uh is probably a good time to have it and make sure you get locked in better than you know it was really cool weekend of the tournament (laughs) no doubt yeah i think what was really cool about that lsu colorado women's game was tnt uh it was basically an opening night tip for them tnt was on the air they had a whole pregame show renee montgomery who uh we've chatted a little with we we know as a fan went to uconn she was on the on the set and i i I think you can really you could tell tnt is investing into women's basketball this year and then post game you got video of shaquille o'neal and candace parker going into the game or into the locker room congratulating the Colorado women's players. It's just, it's it's pretty cool, um, the investment that's being put into do the women's f- game. Do you feel like, okay, I felt like there was a huge surge of viewership during March Madness last year on the women's side, right? I Absolutely. feel like that energy is carrying over now with like this fresh season, right? Um, yeah. And I think it's happening and it's super, super cool to watch. I have a, I have a question. So you, you take a school like LSU that obviously has you know, NILSU um, and Flage and Angel and Haley, right? And they have probably the most amount of endorsements and deals. And how do you think when they go back to the locker room, do you think they maybe mute some of that NIL for a couple of days and stop thinking about it and like refocus on basketball? Like, how do you, how do you think, how do you think that works? Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll give my thoughts and then I'll, I'll let the former SID talk about how it really <laughs> works. Yeah, I mean, I think... The most important thing and, and probably one of the differences in in college versus versus pros, which we like to talk about a lot, is like, you know, you gotta keep the main thing the main thing always. That's not a difference. But there's there's still, I think, a stigma around, oh, these kids are getting distracted. And so uh, yeah, I, I think you do have a little bit of discipline, exercise some discipline, but also like kind of wanna fly under the radar a little bit, let things kind of settle down and and 
you know, refocus yourself um, from not getting rattled after a loss and, and uh, kind of lean into too many of the distractions. But Sean, how did like this was obviously pre NIL, but after big yeah. losses, how did you, you know, guys are wanting to get all over social media or, yeah. or maybe avoid the pressers? How did you approach that with them? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I always, I always told them best you can do after, after a tough loss when you know there's going to be a lot of criticism, just sleep on it. Sleep on it. Do not tweet angry. Uh, for a very long time, I told them never respond, never respond. I, I, I started to tweak that a little bit. I think there's a, a right time and a right place to respond to critics simply to show that you're a real human being on the other side. But in terms of, uh, of right now, you have to have, when you're a player, you have to have a, a sense of self-awareness when it comes to NIL. And you can't be tone deaf about certain things. And look, these are smart players. They have smart people around them. They know that the worst thing that they could do after a loss or the day after a, a bad loss is, is tweet out a brand deal. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure. And it's also on the brands to recognize that too with, with their athletes and not force them to do something at a bad time. So like we're doing a, we're, we're going to be doing an LSU basketball jersey giveaway here in the next couple of days. We are strategically going to wait until LSU wins a game, which we know, I, I don't even know who they play next. I just assume that they're going to win. We'll drop that game right <laughs> after they, they win. Uh, we yeah. wouldn't do that the day after. You're setting up the athletes for failure for, for people to be in the comments saying, uh, making fun of them or criticizing or whatever. That doesn't help anybody. Right. And I think that that's, it's, it's just as important for companies engaging with athletes to be very mindful of their emotional state, their mental mindset, you know, those highs and lows, understanding that they are young people. And then just being respectful of it. I don't ever try to message an athlete on a game day, like ever. Like they're locked in, you know? And, you know, yeah, you ride the high, but like you always wait for the next win before even thinking about communicating with them or their team. Cause I think it's just toned up. So I don't know. And um, anything can happen. I mean, you, you, I would, even in a blowout, you don't wanna, I don't know, say post to a story all your merchandise and things like that at halftime because anything can happen <laughs> in the second half, right? You never, the, you never know. It's those, those, it's, it's all about keeping yeah, the main thing, I'm, the main thing. I and mean, those game you've, days seen are sacred. De you've seen Deion Sanders be humbled by this, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, we're getting our butts kicked. We're this, we need to really focus on football. We're too concerned about this or that. Like he's kind of being a firm, hard dad about it, which I do appreciate mm -hmm. a little bit. And for us, you know, we recognize that there was a, a critical moment in time for them and that's starting to plateau a little bit. And so mm -hmm. we as a team are like, okay, we need to really think our strategy there to be mindful of the fans and what they want and see if we can ride something if they get bowl eligible, but it's constantly shifting in the college space. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. Uh, we got some upsets. Okay. Can we quickly talk about the Malibu the Maui jerseys. Yes, I was I was hoping you were going to bring this up because this is this is such a fun a fun activation and particularly around like kickoff of or I should say tip off not kickoff tip off of basketball season really really cool kind of special jersey design that we did Malibu themed basketball jerseys Maui um, yeah Maui, sorry, Maui, Maui Malibu goodness gracious Malibu not, I haven't finished my uh, haven't finished my coffee yet this morning Steven, Maui Steven themed still in Malibu world. <laughs> Maui themed basketball jerseys. Sean, what what's what's special about Maui and basketball jerseys? I mean, the, you, you got the Maui Invitational. I it is the best preseason tournament. There's a lot Sean, of good ones. There's a lot of Sean. Have you been there? Have you done any? 
I, I never got to go to Maui. I, I was, I was so bummed. Actually, Maryland is, so what's funny about the Maui Invitational is a lot of teams, like the higher echelon teams, they kind of have like an open invite every certain number of years. And that's like the Kansases, the Dukes, the Carolinas, like really those blue bloods. Everybody else, you have to go to a tournament in Asheville the year before. So it's sort of like a, a rite of passage. At least that's how I understand it. So University of Maryland is playing in the Asheville, I don't even know what it's called, pre-invitational, whatever it is, so that we can be in Maui next year. It's this <laughs> it's this whole programming deal. So I'm, I missed out on the Maui invite. It stinks. It's such a cool event. Yeah, like I said, it, it is the preseason tournament. And everybody says preseason, it's in-season. People call these tournaments preseason events. They're over Thanksgiving, feast week. And the Maui is the one that everybody gets excited for. It usually gets the best teams. Bill Walton's typically on the call, who Bill Walton is just a treat in and of itself. And uh, so, yeah, we, we knew this was coming down. And I remember when the, when the Invitational dropped, uh, we saw we had a few teams that were going to be playing in it. Syracuse, Marquette, Purdue. And that was where we kind of went to our creative team and just say, hey, what, what can we spin up here on the jersey front and do something fun around this this tournament? So that was kind of where it all sparked from. I was going to say, Illinois is obviously like our sandbox. Yeah. It's in our backyard and I, I keep my ear closest to it. Bill Self and Brett Underwood decided to do an exhibition game for charity. And so then like everything just started spinning, spinning, spinning. We created it for Illinois. The athletes gave back some of their proceeds to the Maui Relief Fund. We sold it online and our retail partners joined in. So companies like Game Day Spirit, companies like Rally House, they bought a bunch of them to have on their shelves. We moved, you know, I don't know, maybe close to a thousand units for it. I mean, it was, yeah. it was pretty impressive to see like everyone rally and our retailers would send us pictures like, check this out in the store. And I'm seeing pictures of them being worn in the stadium. Even now, like, you can go to the State Farm Center and like even yesterday in Monday's game, I was spotting them like you can kind of just like see them out there. But I, I mean, and then correct me if I'm wrong, other schools tried to hop on or how, how did that happen? Like what was the next next iteration of it? Yeah. And I, and I kind of and I and I misspoke on uh, two wavelength things here with the Maui jerseys. You have Illinois with their preseason exhibition against uh, yeah, we didn't against we, we don't Kansas. <laughs> yeah. so we make it for uh, ourselves then, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then and then similar sort of thing that we that we piggybacked off of the illinois jerseys front from with uh purdue marquette and uh syracuse so yeah really really fun stuff and i think the the super cool thing about activations like this that were i don't know just so what's the word satisfying i guess or or rewarding is steven you had actually sent some of the designs to some of the Illinois basketball guys and they were like hyped on it. They're like, that is sick. Like, where can I get one? We're like, well, you can buy one, but to, to like see the the players too, be like, Oh, that's dope. You know, we're getting this kind of like alternate fan Jersey out there. And then obviously, you know, supports a, a really positive, you know, positive cause is, is, is pretty cool. And yeah, Marquette jumped on board and Syracuse. It was, it, it was, it kind of had a moment and we're still starting to see fans. I was down, in Urbana at our facility yesterday, talking to to Lauren, our um, our angel customer service rep. She's like, I'm still getting a lot of fans asking if they can buy these. Uh, are hmm. we bringing them back? And like, ah, we'll 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 see if we bring them back. I, I think it opens a door for you know fashion jerseys having a place in the market for these special moments, right? And so 
you know, you just saw NBA come out with their city, city jerseys, right? I said this yesterday in our marketing meeting. I was like, is there, is there a point where you hit too many different jerseys that are out there? And then I was like, well, the NBA doesn't seem to care about that. They have <laughs> yeah. a new jersey. They Like every NBA team has like 17 jerseys at this point. NBA doesn't care. MLB doesn't care. <laughs> NFL doesn't care. No, I don't. I don't think there's a place where you can say we have too many buying opportunities for fans to rep our colors. I got a couple things. I want to talk about collectives and them creating their own beer. I've been seeing this, you know, this company, Happy Valley Alcohol, partnering with different collectives, creating their own brew on behalf of the collective, selling it in venue stadium, and that money going towards the collective. I am just very confused by how alcohol is allowed to be used here. <laughs> Professor, please help us out. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I think this is a perfect demonstration, is what I should say, of how the collectives can kind of function as this yes, but no entity as it relates to the institutions themselves. So um, particularly around NIL activations, there are some hard stops, maybe some some industry non grata, we'll say that that you cannot associate any NIL activity with. It's gambling, it's alcohol, um, it's tobacco, there's a few others. And so you know, a lot of people are questioning, how, how can we figure out a way to activate an alcohol, you know, brand, brew, label, distilled spirit, and tie it to NIL? And that's where these collectives come in and can serve as really this kind of bridge between what fans want to engage with, either at an in-game experience or at home in their you know, their, their, their basement sports cave and what athletes are allowed to participate in and associate with. So, you know, beer, spirits, cocktails, mixed drinks, you know, they go hand in hand with tailgating. They go hand in hand with watching, you know, winter football and stadium. And the collectives have figured out a way, particularly, you know, the Happy Valley Collective in Penn State to make something really unique, really special. You know, it's a, it's a alcohol that carries blue and white colors on on the label and generate some some pretty great nil revenue while while not necessarily directly impacting or or involving the athletes themselves so i was just reading on this sports illustrated article and you know uh, nil legislation prevents student athletes from engaging with companies in morally scrupulous industries so adult entertainment alcohol casinos gambling tobacco prescription pharmaceuticals and controlled or dangerous substances but collectives are not subject to the same regulations when entering into these partnership agreements. Yeah. And, you know, this is, I think this is one of those spaces, again, you know, we, we've talked with administrators, we've talked with athletics directors, and this is one of those spaces where you still have to be able to meet the fan where the fan is at, right? And when you work for a university, when you are uh, a student athlete or on coaching staff, you know, one of the fastest growing, sub industries um, in sports is sports betting. You know, we know this has been around a, a, an insane amount at the pro level. Uh, it's growing crazy quickly at the college level. We've seen guys get kicked off of teams and things like that for participating um, in betting. Now, there's an insane amount of money that's pumped into that industry. That's where fans are at. That's where fans like to engage. That's where fans like to spend money. And so, you know, it's basically a total firewall between that whole subset of, of, of industries, alcohol, I would say is included in that and the universities being able to, you know, capitalize on it for NIL. And this is the perfect space where collectives 
being a yes but no associated with the university but not actually a part of the university can can help activate some of the revenue for NIL that's present in those spaces. Yeah, and according to this article, Iowa's Swarm Golden Ale, this is Iowa's collective, their their connection there, the Swarm Golden Ale, it's raised $60,000 for Hawkeye athletes in the first two months of sales. So, okay, not so too bad. this is how it, so and and I've been learning a little bit about these where there's brands that, you know, there are wines that will white label you know, spirits that will white label their product and brand it to a specific brand and then make royalties off it. That's like a very common thing to do in, in wine clubs. Um, you can get them for national fraternities and, you know, different chapters and things like that. And so essentially in my brain, I'm going to Costco and saying, hey, Kirkland Vodka, I want to slap a label on there called Collect Stevens Collective. And then I'm going to the stadium vendors and saying, you need to buy this vodka from me instead of buying it from Kirkland because 20% is going to go back to the collective, which is then going to pay the athletes. Isn't that some Ozark stuff? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's some, uh, it's, it's, I, I think the, the, the appropriate term is loophole. I think. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Of, of how you say, well, it, you know, it's not technically involving the athlete, but we're, we're doing some, some not so secret washing of activations of the money here for, for supporting NIL. And, and so like if they serve it in the stadium, those in venue, you know, whatever Sodexo or whatever the, the, the companies are, are just buying that vodka instead. And so if that company buys, you know, I don't know, hundred thousand dollars of spirits for every game or couple games or whatever, that's just funneling back to the collective. Is that kosher? That's, that's how it's working. Or is it like yeah. retail sales in in breweries and and like the liquor stores? I, I mean, I would imagine. I, I I don't I don't really know exactly how it's all you know structured, but I would imagine you know any sales from from that label would there would be a portion of those sales generated that would go back to the collective. Go ahead, Sean. I I think we I think we have a future guest on our hands here. We need to find out more about this stuff. Yeah, either from somebody who's from a collective that's involved in this, or from the alcohol side, come on the show. We got to hear more about it. Yeah, reach I think out. it's Shoot super interesting. It's super interesting well, it, and just shows how you know how creative people are. And 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 I think too, like this is where you we're bringing up again stuff we've we've talked about a lot. You know. The federal legislation conversation is really interesting, and we don't need to get into all of it since none of us are our uh, actual lawyers. We'll wait until we we bring Mitt Winter back on the pod, and he can he can school us on all that. But where we are at in the NIL landscape is not where we need to to stay. And I think that this is a good example of like there's just so much gray area of well, can you do this? Can you not do this? Well, if Penn State's doing it, like why isn't UCLA doing it? Or if UCLA is doing it, like why doesn't L- LSU do it? Like there's just so much like white space and everybody's left kind of shrugging like, oh, I don't know. I guess nobody explicitly said you can't. So I guess let's do it. But is that <laughs> sustainable? Like, I, I mean, it, it creates a new venture. It's white space. I give it a lot of credit. And then it's like, what happens from here? Are NBA teams going to start to do it? Are the Players Association yes. there? Are there? Is there going to be a, a Chicago Bulls beer? Right. Or, a, I mean, you know, and so do we start to see, you know, Anheuser Busch start to do this and private label or mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it definitely is revolutionary and it's been really interesting to watch. And I give a lot of credit to them, 
for thinking through that. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, Eric Rubish on our team talks a lot, you know, director of licensing of, okay, how, how can you take activations that you already have going on? For example, you know, alcohol sales or whatever, and figure out how to actually turn that into sustainable NIL. And this is, this is a really good example of the team out of Penn state, you know, whoever's running that collective, like you said, Stephen, of thinking creatively, how can we tie, you know, something we know is already doing well into to generating some NIL revenue? It's good stuff. And I think that kind of leads us to some of our new initiatives, right? Like we're starting to work with collectives a lot more uh, and we have some mm-hmm. exciting things coming uh, there, right? Sean, you want to you wanna talk about what's, what's happening at Campus Inc., what's on the docket for the next couple of weeks, some favorite activations? What do you got? I can run down a couple of them. Uh, by the time... This airs, we will have dropped a new Zach Eady product that I think everybody here is extremely excited about. Who's Zach Eady? I, I don't know. He's just like <laughs> this really tall guy who apparently is good at basketball. Just your unanimous player of the year at Purdue. Seven foot four beast. One of our all-time best sellers. Purdue fans obviously love him for many reasons. Purdue is playing a game in uh, Toronto, his hometown, December 9th. So we're, we're dropping a big Maple Zach Eady basketball jersey that Sean Childers, our amazing merch designer, created. It is beautiful. It is a little bit different. It's a little bit more custom culture-based, which I think people really like. Features a maple leaf on there. There's even some pinstripes, which, as I understand, are a nod to Toronto raptors jerseys i want to say mm-hmm. so chili chili chili's a beast man he, he just throws in some really cool easter eggs there was actually a purdue we teased it and a purdue fan caught on to those pinstripes mentioning that and chili was like he fell out of his chair he was so happy that somebody recognized that <laughs> so easter eggs. uh yeah so love that we dropped uh, a couple nights ago we dropped a, a a banner collection in conjunction with san diego state men's basketball which was really fun too their basketball team obviously made that amazing run to the national finals last year and so we worked with them to 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 drop some merch in conjunction with that banner raising so super fun there shout out brendan hill for for that idea and then we got something really really fun we're working on with Paige beckers here you may have heard of her as well up at uconn she is uh obviously sensational basketball player and they also are doing a hometown game for her in minnesota and we are in the midst of dropping it i don't want to give too much away on it quite yet i want to keep that under wraps for now you'll you'll yeah, you'll have to, to keep an eye on it. But with her getting injured last year, I feel like like all this fun, you know, Paige Becker's stuff is like, it's just like we've been holding in a sneeze. We're just like, oh my gosh, man. <laughs> I, I think people forgot about her. I think people forgot about her a little bit, which is a mistake. And I think yes. that Paige Becker's is going to remind everybody and Gino Ariama very much why UConn women's basketball, they, they hold a, a strong place at the top of the mountain. So I think they're on a little bit of a mission. Uh, perhaps the shut up and win games tour. I don't know. Another little tease. Who knows? Yeah. Who, Who knows? knows? Page buckets. This is good. We've got some cool stuff coming. It's going to be an incredible fall. We've got some good guests, and uh, it's important to stay tuned. So we get a lot of great feedback, um, whether it's through LinkedIn, through our DMs. Hit us up. We've had incredible conversations, and we we always you know love engaging and chatting with y'all. So thanks. Yeah, shoulder season. Uh, transition season, whatever you want to call it, is an exciting time. Barreling towards fall sports postseason, tipping off basketball in winter. Um, it's a good time to be a college sports fan. It's a good time to be a Campus Inc. fan. It's a great time to be an NIL show listener. This has been another episode. I'm Adam. There's Sean. That's Steven. We will catch you guys next time. Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. 
want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> 